Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I'm Jasmine. Good evening, well, late afternoon from Hong Kong. Good morning from the UK. Ooh. We were just having a riveting conversation, as Brits do, about the weather. (laughs) (laughs) It has been very hot in the UK. I say very hot, it's probably nothing compared to Hong Kong. But it's still, but you see, it's always relative, because I always feel like winters feel colder here when it's like, so it can be like 12 degrees here and mm. feel absolutely freezing. But in the UK, 12 degrees, everyone's out in shorts and it's flip-flops. Because so yeah. it, it's different. It's it's all in, it's in the wind chill. Okay? Yeah. It's all about the wind chill. <laughs> and it gets really windy and cold here, mm. um, even, even like in the city, because like, well, I mean, it's an island. Everything is like really close to the ocean. Yeah. So, um, but yes, I'm sure that it was, it was warm for England. Mm. Yes, and 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 you guys don't have air conditioning, which makes it worse. We do. We do usually have a nice wind, though, even if it is very, very warm. Yes, I do. I miss an English summer. Anyway. Anyway. How have you? Uh, oh, how are you? How was your week so far? I am fine. Um, had a pretty good week. Um, yes, good, good. Yeah, still, still quite stressful because so much to do so little time i know baby as we said it's been very sunny and i have mostly just been working on podcast stuff yes you see how much work she does for you guys you better be grateful (laughs) you better be so grateful Mm. she slaves away all day typing away and crying and typing and crying and typing and crying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, was that too close to the truth? <laughs> oh. yes. So, <laughs> what do we have on the agenda today, Katrina? So, a couple of episodes ago, we covered The Flying Dutchman. And in that, we discussed uh, a bit about the Cape of Good Hope. And so today's episode is about the Castle of Good Hope. Ooh, honestly, I was hoping that you would say so. Like, last week we did the Flying Dutchman. This week we are doing the Squatting Frenchman. <laughs> I was like, now that's an interesting boat I would like to hear about. Sorry to disappoint. Maybe next week, maybe next week. So, my sources for this were castleofgoodhope.co.za, atticvoices.com, mattymedia.org goldrestaurant.co.za which surprisingly had some like really good information even though it's the webpage of a restaurant (laughs) Um, regencyhistory.net iol.co.za like two articles from that probably formed the basis of this Um, and capetown.travel Situated in the shadow of the brooding Table Mountain, close to the stormy, tempestuous sea, Cape Town's Castle of Good Hope 
is the oldest and largest colonial building in South Africa, and supposedly also its most haunted. Now one of Cape Town's most popular tourist attractions, and a national heritage site, the castle was originally intended as a replenishment station for ships sailing around the Cape of Good Hope. Built by the Dutch East India Company between 1666 and 1679, it soon became the hub of colonial governmental, administrative and military activity, as well as civilian and social life at the Cape. As tensions between the Netherlands and Britain were rising during the period, it was also designed as a formidable, pentagonal-shaped fortress to protect the fledgling Dutch settlement against enemy attack. Even from the start of its construction, however, the Castle of Good Hope has been steeped in blood and suffering, as local indigenous Khoikhoi people, slaves, women, sailors and soldiers were forced to break the massive chunks of rock and slate needed to build it. The centuries of violence, oppression, slavery and other horrific deeds perpetrated by colonial forces against the native people, many of whom were imprisoned within the castle if they resisted, has left behind a dark, disturbing legacy. As such, it is no surprise that the Castle of Good Hope is considered to be one of the scariest and most haunted places in all of South Africa, home to a number of restless spirits who have remained there following their deaths. One of these spirits is said to be General Pieter Geisbert van Noot, who was governor of the castle in the 18th century. A very strict military man, he unjustly condemned several soldiers to death at the castle's gallows in April 1729 for alleged desertion, overturning their original, more lenient sentences to do so. When it came his turn to face the noose, one of the soldiers allegedly demanded that Van Noot came to watch the execution for himself to look the man he was effectively murdering in the eye before the deed was done. When he refused, however, the soldier used his final words to curse Van Noot, declaring that he would one day face divine judgement for his cruel and merciless actions. As it turned out, only a few hours later Van Noot was found dead in his chair from an apparent heart attack slumped over his desk with a look of shock and horror supposedly frozen on his face. Since then, there have been many reported sightings of Van Nude's spirit wandering around the castle grounds and down the many hallways, cursing loudly to himself as he goes. He is also alleged to haunt a nearby house called the Rust en Vugt, which is believed to be connected to the castle by a secret underground passageway and is considered the most haunted house in Cape Town. Perhaps the most famous ghostly resident of the castle is Lady Anne Barnard, a Scottish travel writer, diarist, poet and artist. From May 1797, Lady Anne resided at the castle with her husband, Andrew Barnard, 
who was British colonial secretary, and she began acting as first lady to the governor of the Cape, Lord McCartney, as his own wife hadn't accompanied him to South Africa. Her duties as first lady included hosting and entertaining important dignitaries and visitors to the castle, and she made an everlasting impression on the social life at the Cape during her time there, so much so that there is a banquet hall on the top floor of the castle named after her. Although she did not die at the castle, her days spent there were among the most pivotal and happiest of her life, leading many to believe that her spirit returned there following her death, so that she may continue her beloved hostess duties. Indeed, Lady Anne is most frequently seen during parties and functions at the castle, with many different guests throughout the years claiming to have seen a mysterious, unfamiliar woman wearing a beautiful old-fashioned ball gown, who would then appear to vanish into thin air. There are also a number of other, lesser-known and unidentified spirits that allegedly haunt the Castle of Good Hope. This includes a woman in a grey cloak, who was seen a number of times by responsible citizens during the late 1800s, running down the castle hallways while crying hysterically. When the castle was first built, they allegedly unearthed an unmarked burial ground while digging the foundations, and they had to move the bodies to a different location. Evidently, they failed to move all of the bodies, as shortly after the woman in grey was first spotted, they discovered another long-forgotten grave. It was determined that the grave belonged to a woman, and after moving and reburying her remains, the spirit of the woman in grey was never seen again. Another of the castle's ghostly residents is a very tall man in old-fashioned clothes, who was first spotted in 1915, walking along the top of one of the battlement walls in broad daylight. The man was supposedly leaning against the wall, looking out towards Darling Street, when a sentry noticed him and shouted for him to identify himself, as no one else should have been up there, after which the man disappeared. The figure wasn't seen again until 1947, when he allegedly caused havoc by repeatedly striding along the top of the same battlement wall and then jumping from it, leaving the distressed people below searching for a body which seemingly never reached the ground. <laughs> what a little trickster. I was going to say, did he jump off and make them shit himself? It's amazing. This may have been how the man originally died and for some unknown reason his spirit continued to reenact his death on these occasions. If this is the case, he isn't the only spirit who tragically ended their own life at the castle and has remained there ever since. Nearly 300 years ago, a soldier was found hanging in the castle's bell tower, and even now, he makes his presence known by causing the bells to ring of their own accord. This is particularly unsettling, due to the fact that the entrance of the bell tower has been walled up for centuries, 
so there is no way that a living person can gain access to the bells in order to ring them. There is also the ghost of a large black dog that is said to roam the castle grounds, which supposedly lunges at visitors, but disappears at the last moment before actually coming into contact with them. Unsurprisingly, the most haunted area of the castle is said to be the dungeon and jail cells, and especially the Donkergat, meaning dark hole, where prisoners were brutally tortured and killed, leaving behind a number of angry, restless spirits. While the garrison jail was used for locking up drunken soldiers and those suspected of petty crimes, the smaller jail cells and dungeon were used as a much more severe punishment. This is where people such as convicts, escaped slaves, and quote-unquote rebellious natives were held, in dark, dank, horrendous conditions while awaiting their damnation. Horrific punishments such as dismemberment, whippings and beatings, being dragged through the castle grounds by a horse, impalement and execution through hanging were all carried out at the castle. Many people did not survive long enough to receive their punishment, however, as according to Dutch law at the time, a criminal had to have admitted to their crime before they could be sentenced, meaning that prisoners would be mercilessly tortured and interrogated, frequently to the point of death, if they had not already confessed to their alleged wrongdoings. In addition, as the castle is so close to the ocean, during winter months the dungeons would flood, with the water rising up to three feet per minute, drowning any prisoners who were chained to the walls or floor and couldn't escape. The restless souls of the prisoners who suffered here are supposedly so active that even today, the soldiers who guard the castle dread being given the late-night patrol duty, which they have nicknamed the Ghost Shift. Many of these guards apparently refuse to patrol past the dungeon, as they feel as though there is a powerful, sinister force which desires to lure them into the darkness below. Both guards and visitors alike regularly describe hearing voices and footsteps in the area, but a particularly disturbing and terrifying report came from an unnamed guard who was patrolling the castle in the early hours of one morning. Suddenly, he heard blood-curdling screams begging for mercy coming from the direction of the dungeon and torture chamber. The soldier ran to investigate, but all of the rooms in the dungeon were completely empty. Despite this, he reported feeling a distinct, unseen presence nearby, sending an icy chill up his spine and prompting him to quickly flee. Another guard, Ashley France, had a similar petrifying experience while working the ghost shift, sometime during the 1990s, when he was walking through the archway near the dungeon late at night. He claims that he was abruptly overcome by a bizarre feeling, before spotting a person waving at him in the distance. 
Knowing that he was on duty with only one other guard, who was on the other side of the castle, Franz ran away as fast as he could, even injuring himself on some barbed wire in his haste to escape. Other members of staff have also had frightening paranormal encounters at the castle, as Karl Kopersky, an education officer who often works late into the night, has said, There is definitely a presence. Sometimes it's an uncomfortable feeling. But you are definitely not alone. You are being watched. Whether or not you believe in ghostly apparitions who haunt the sites of their deaths, or indeed wish to relive their happiest moments, there is something markedly peculiar about the Castle of Good Hope, which is potent enough to set doubt in the hearts of even the most dedicated sceptic. Ta-da! Ooh, I love, you know, I love nothing more than a story about a big, haunted, decrepit castle. I love it. Mm. I love them so much. Well, that was a little and, and there's loads to pick at there as well. Yeah, yeah, there is. And there were actually, like, so many other really interesting encounters that mm. I just didn't have time to include. So, like I said at the beginning, the iol.co.za that had like two amazing articles about the ghosts in the Castle of Good Hope. So if you're interested in more, please check those out. Mm. I definitely am. That's awesome. I really like um, the the one with the, uh, what's it called? The thing waving at him. Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) That's truly fucking dreadful. No, it's Um, true. Oh, like, I actually think it's quite sweet, that one about the lady who was so happy there yeah. that she came back even after that. That's like a nice ghost, that a helpful nice one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not all doom and gloom here, kids. Not yeah, but that's because she was like a wealthy yeah. colonial woman. <laughs> She's like, oh, I had a lovely time there. A wealthy white fabulous. colonial woman who came over. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> so I oh, had a dear. good time. Um the good old boys. Yeah. But there was there was one story from um like a tour guide who does spooky tours around the castle. And I just mm. thought it was really funny because on one of the tours he had someone, one of the guests, come up to him and be like, How did you get that man who was sitting on the bench smoking a cigarette to look transparent? Like Ooh. we could we could see the the iron bars of whatever it was behind him that's horrible it was amazing how did you do that and the guy was just like that wasn't one of my actors Hopey said you should see what's behind you oh yeah <laughs> so good cover yeah god damn it thank you Cassie that so was an cool. awesome one oh, I did not you. know of any old yeah that was really really cool I, I've, I did not know they had any old castles in South Africa actually i know they've got a very very long turbulent history yes i did not think that castles were one of them <laughs> one part of that yeah i didn't want i didn't really want to go into the history of south africa too much because it is quite no <laughs> i mean i think i think we all know what went down there mm. um hmm. like it's it's far too complicated for it's me to very, just yeah. be able to outline it all in 
this episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, I get, I get you. And yeah, it's it's not something which um, you can really fully encapsulate. It's such a nebulous topic; you can't really talk about it. Yeah, in, I can't. I can't summarize it in the opening paragraph of, uh, <laughs> of a spooky girls <laughs> episode. Yeah, so we all know that we all know that South Africa's Africans. Yeah, apartheid. We got it. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. let's give you a recap of apartheid. Shall? Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. So um, we hoped you enjoyed this episode. Um, please um, if you have any more stories about creepy castles please let us know yes please or just any recommendations at all we are always looking for them Um, yes please oh actually I've um, I got given a great topic by Andrew to do next week for the Patreon which I will be doing next week um as well as we have a couple more surprises in store for you for our big 30th episode <laughs> so uh please please stay tuned we will hopefully figure out what those big ideas are ourselves <laughs> in the future i am just clairvoyant and i can see it happening i can see it happening yes. it's gonna be huge. visualize it's gonna be huge i can i can feel it i can believe feel it. achieve I'm manifesting, as all Manifest. of the hippies say. I'm manifesting it. Yeah. I really hate it because the term manifest to me, I just think of in terms of a ghost manifesting. Mm. People are like, "I'm manifesting my destiny." Like, no, bitch, you're manifesting an STD. Like, <laughs> <laughs> calm down, Helga. You're not. You're not all that. No. But yes, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. If you want to get in touch for any reason. Just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com and also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Girls Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter at SpookyGirlsPod and on Instagram at SpookyGirlsPodcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygirls. And from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Beautiful.